Welcome to Event Marketer's official Women in Events podcast, where we explore the unique challenges and triumphs of being a woman in the strategic, creative, and ever-evolving industry. I'm your host, Rachel Boucher. Cheers, ladies. And thanks for tuning into Event Marketers Women and Events podcast. I'm Rachel Boucher, head of content. We hear over and over that 2021 was the year of transitions. Teams are being rebuilt after furloughs, roles are evolving to match needed new skill sets. Organizations have been impacted by the great resignation, and they're searching for and hiring and molding new talent. In this episode, we've invited an industry vet to offer her advice and perspective for newbies, what she has learned in her career, the strategies she leans on to help the team integrate new members. And even if you're not new to a team right now, we hope some of what we're talking about here will help you interact better with colleagues or prepare you for change that you're hoping to see in your career this year. So I'd like to introduce my guest today, Beth Malafa, Head of Experiential at Under Armour. She is a Women in Events alumna. And Beth, it's great to have you on. Thank you, Rachel. It's so great to be here with you and um, such an amazing platform that you guys always share with everyone. Oh, thank you so much for that. So for those of us who don't know you as well as I do, um, give us the short history of your career in events um, and then what your current role encompasses at Under Armour. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think my career in events is probably m- very similar to most people where it's it's done some um, jigs and jags. It's not necessarily always been a lateral, but I, I started a lot of my career in events within the, the sporting world. So working for two NFL teams is really where. And then from there to um, a collegiate team. And I think that's one of the great things about events is whether you're in sports mark, sporting events or experiential moments or weddings or wherever you're at, um, the, so many of the skills we have are so transferable that you're able to, to, I think, still do amazing work and grow, um, by moving into a new industry. And when I went from really being on the sporting side to the brand side, when I came to UA, uh, Mm. I've been here for, um, almost, or I just, just passed nine years at UA. Um, and have the the great honor and privilege to to lead a team that encompasses our experiential and external events, our corporate um, internal events, which is really of our teammate events and um, opportunities and our brand partnerships. Uh, we just signed an e-gamer. So there's a lot of really new, exciting um, things happening within the experiential and event world. Uh, and so um, I'm honored to lead a very talented group of individuals to help bring the brand to life. Mm. And then how would you describe this year compared to last year? So what's your thinking right now compared to what your thinking was (laughs) one year ago? (laughs) Yeah, no, I I think that is such a great question. And I think all of us can appreciate what we went through in 2020 and, you know, really the uncertainty and um, just trying to figure out the, the moving to virtual uh, how how it all works, how we're able to encompass, how we're able to keep people engaged uh, and have our audience continue to tune in. And even our external audiences, how are we having them making sure that they're listening to what we're saying as a brand? So I think in 2020, it was a lot of those learnings. And in 2021, as we started to see some openings, we have had the opportunity to have some live events, some of those hybrid events, which I feel like people almost feel is like that uh, 
cliche bad word. Everyone's like, no, not hybrid. But I, I feel like that is portions of that are here for us to stay. Um, but really for us, it was really fine tuning and how can we better engage? Uh, we actually have an event later today that we're, that we're working on from the internal side. And a lot of our, now that we have the learnings of how to do it is how are we continuing to engage people? How are we keeping them interested? Um, how are we really measuring the, the metrics and the data behind what we're seeing? So I think where in 2020, it was like, there was so much uncertainty here. We've, we've fine tuned how we're able to do virtual, but now how we can, can we build the engagement? What can we do that's different and more innovative in the thinking strate- and thinking strategically? And do we need to do everything that we've done in the past? So that's a lot of what we as a team have, uh, have done in 21. And I mean, how do you describe or how do you define hybrid? Because I think that the, the problem right. is there are so many different ways that people look at it, right? And it's not exactly as sort of cut and dry as <laughs> as that as it came about. So is, can you just give us a quick example of a, of a hybrid sure. event that you've put on this year? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for us, anytime we're able to get in person and have those experiences and people can touch and feel us as a brand, that's obviously a win. Um, so for us, we've been able to have that. But due to protocol, whether whatever state you're in or regulations by the local um, governments, we, do, we know that our numbers have been kept way low. So in order to inc- incorporate more people and really build out a campaigns and different moments we've had, we have um, been able to add some virtual moments where w- whether that's a workout that people are joining in and we've sent them curated boxes of the gear ahead of time so that they're, they're wearing and feeling what we would have on site, but they're able to participate along, but maybe d- d- not just be with us in the moment on site, but they're able to, to join in virtually, experience the product, experience the brand, experience our trainers and everything we have to have, have um, we're offering. Um, but keeping people safe in a distance areas. We've actually had some really great responses from this. We've been able to really um, widen our aperture and have a much larger audience. And even from a global stance, have been able to reach some of those markets that we know, um, you know, obviously with the closings and, and reopenings and, and, and all the protocol, you can go into this country, but you can't go into this one. We've been able to open it. So even our regions, um, in Europe and Asia have been been able to have success in this because they, you know, you can't get from country to country. So Mm -hmm. for me, what a hybrid, getting back to your original question, really what that means is we're able to have some of those live experiential moments, but the virtual pieces come in to like amplify and, um, and even open our aperture to a larger audience. And really that's an area that I don't see going away for us. I think we've, um, we, I think we'll continue to elements in the, of these within our events as we move forward. Yeah. That, that bar of engagement has been set higher, mm-hmm. right? Based yes, on, absolutely. But in some ways that's a good challenge, right? Or it's absolutely. A good thing. Yeah. Right. So what do you think makes this an exciting time to either come into events or transition into a new role or space? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, I think one of the great things and I know that it's kind of weird to say great things in pandemic that has come out of it. People have had a chance to pause and um, you mentioned the, you know, the great resignation earlier Mm. on in the conversation. And I think with that, it's also given, I'd say overall employees a chance to pause and and have have like real life conversations with, with their leadership, with their management on what is actually like feasible. And instead of doing maybe 
you know, a hundred events, are we able to do 50 now and like really be very purposeful in how we are, are engaging our audience and what we're focusing on. So to, for me, as people are starting to come into events, I think what the great thing is, is you have an opportunity to build upon what, what these new technologies have been put forth before us, but being purposeful in the thought process. And what I, what I mean by that is that I don't think that sometimes, you know, quantity is necessary, necessarily better than quality. And so being able to bring in very like thoughtful moments or being able to tell people like, Hey, this is great, but can we stop and and pause? And can we think about how we can, can better execute upon these, these moments to me, I I'm very interested in having new people. We actually have some new people getting ready to join my team coming in in the beginning of 2022. And I'm really excited for their ideas because to me, bringing in new thoughts and ideas to a team is very, um, I think can be very energizing. And I think that's something that people entering into events or even transitioning into a new role can really help with. I would say, don't be afraid to hear your voice. What I think we're learning is that, um, we've seen each other's faces on FaceTime and all this. And sometimes those hallway conversations are being lost. So because just because you're not in the same room and you're on a WebEx doesn't mean that we, you shouldn't make sure that your voice or your thoughts aren't being heard. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a, that, that kind of like levels the playing field, even how people are now working um, even in these remote situations where you really do have an opportunity to, share your talents. And if you're coming into a new role, you were obviously chosen for a reason to share your talents. And I would just encourage people to, to bring their ideas and, and continually, continually share those out. Cause I think that is something that's needed within the, within this event space. Uh, because we've all been a little, we've all been a little, I don't want to say, um, resting on our laurels, but as we're starting to get back, I think everyone's been a little bit rusty, and um, so some of these new ideas coming in, I think, w- is a great time that you can really start to, like, make some marks. Mm. You know, someone mentioned this yesterday, this this idea that, you know, you don't need that institutional knowledge necessarily. Or maybe that knowing that people had that institutional knowledge was a little intimidating coming in. But that isn't quite as important anymore because people are starting fresh. You know, yeah, these teams absolutely. are starting fresh. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I agree. And. It's something that I encourage my team with as that because we're all, like you said, that institutional knowledge, but I think everyone has a little bit rusty in putting on experiences and events, whether outside of the virtual world and, um, you know, to stay innovative and new and cutting edge, you have to like, are you looking at how maybe they've done an art gallery opening or what this festival is doing? And you can take inspiration from so many different areas. And I think coming into, into a new role is a great opportunity to bring some of those experiences and moments to life. And I think you're spot on with, it doesn't necessarily have to, you don't have to have these 10 years. And that's actually even on my team that like some of the new roles are coming in. It's more the energy you're bringing that was drawing me to people and the idea generating rather than saying that you've had, you know, 10 years of, of event experience. That's very important to me, but, um, the idea generation and the energy is really important as well in these times. Mm -hmm. 
So a lot of new studies out this year. So, I mean, women in, women in the workforce, it's been a hot topic last two years, right? So we had, um, we're, we're dealing with the great resignation. More studies though recently um, concerning burnout, that burnout, mm-hmm. higher levels of burnout are being reported this year compared to last year. We talked a little bit about this yesterday in the event, but um, does some of this research resonate with you how have the challenges in 2021 been different for you as a woman compared to last year? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I would say, Rachel, it, it absolutely does resonate. And I think burnout within our world is, is, is common anyway for the sheer la- amount of work where people are at events and, and the hours that you're putting in. But, but now you're doing that in a place where you're, you're working almost nonstop because you're in either in your home environment or working the remote space. And so you really don't have that break. Luckily, um, uh, UA has been really, really great at self-care. And it's something I can say I haven't been necessarily um, the best at in my career, even the work-life balance. And so I think it's extremely important as a leader and whether you're a leader or you're managing someone that you lead by example. And so I really had to like take a pause and think about how am I, how is what I'm doing being portrayed to my teams and what time am I sending emails and how, how is like me not taking my PTO a good example for someone on my team when I'm encouraging them to do it. Mm-hmm. So I think that this past year we've had some great reflection. Um, we've done, even my team's done a few uh, retreats where we've had a chance to talk through it. And, and also I will say I've probably on a personal level, if I have my, I have two little, um, little girls and they've, they've also probably been a great um, inspiration to me to, to have fun. And it's one thing that I was talking about, even in, like I said, these, these new positions that I've been hiring is we have such a great um, opportunity within our roles as, as experiential marketers to have to like bring the fun and I've been saying that a lot but your work does not it really does just continually grinding you're not bringing that energy you're not bringing that light and life to your experiences and into your events when you have a chance to take a moment and have some self-care and even do that for your team then you really can see a difference in the work that you're bringing forth and the energy whether it's the brainstorming whether it's the and innovative um, super important. So I know it's something I have worked on in 2021 personally, and I have worked with our team on it. I think we've definitely done better. I'd like to say I've done way better than I have in the past. Is there room for improvement? A hundred percent. But I, to me, I think it's ex- when you can um, take a moment to stop and be curious and, and brainstorm and, and really even just some moments of having fun and what comes from that, I think, is way more impactful to your events than just grinding it out for like mm. 12 hours at a time. Mm. 100%. Yep. Are there unique challenges to transitioning to into a new role within events compared to other industries, if you have that perspective, but or even other marketing sectors? What do you think are some of the kind of unique challenges that someone in events would face coming into a new role? I think that many times within the event world, there are a lot of stressors. Obviously, we're dealing with time. We're dealing with sometimes very strict budgets. So that, to me, I think is is kind of a consistent across the board with with where events are. Um, 
but I think the other thing is probably even what I just mentioned is like continually trying to stay innovative and new and on top of it. And that's, that's a stressor in itself. Like, how am I doing something new? How am I not doing the, the old, the same thing over that, you know, agency X has done and over. And so I think to me is really going back to the, the previous question is using time to, um, to like even just pause and brainstorm or, or mm-hmm. p- to put forth some of those new ideas. Because I think a lot of times we are judged on what is new, what is something different. Everyone's always saying, what's something different? What's something different? And that's, that's a lot of stress in itself. So to me, I think that is a continual um, a challenge for event marketers and people entering the industry that a lot of times maybe some other sectors don't really have to deal with. Um, but we do see all the times, I mean, everyone will see it through, through the awards and the different, um, groups, even through event marketer, like what are the new and innovative ideas, what's coming out, what's winning the awards. And so I think that can be a lot of stress on, on a person, but I would say, you know, try to practice, to take some time to practice, even if it's like once a week, a brainstorming session or an opportunity to just block your calendar for an hour and be like, I am just going to read articles or look at like some new ideas, from different what, what's happening in the marketplace. And I, I think that we've been doing that. That to me has given people a chance to, by scheduling it, it's given people a chance to maybe like have a little bit more ease and not feel as much pressure there. Mm. So uh, if you can think back to nine years ago when you joined Under Armour, <laughs> yes. I mean, what helped you in as a new person um, in the organization, um, you know, and, and maybe maybe you could even say like things that you might have done a little bit differently, but what do you think worked well? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, and I, I remember um, my boss at the time, who's a very dear friend of mine still, um, but she was like very, very um, insistent upon me not jumping right in. It's not saying I didn't immediately go to events and start helping out, but she really wanted me to take the time to like sit back and listen and meet people. I would, I would always encourage people to do that, to, to listen and, and get to know the people and have conversations and meet people within the organization that you're, that you're jumping into. Uh, I think within our world as event um, marketers, it's so important for the relationships that we have to help put forth in a, a great event or just even bring something to life. And I think b- continually building those relationships is the way, um, is a great start. So setting up, um, having your boss um, or having some key people within the organization that you trust, set up some meetings with your offering advice on people you can talk to, I, th- I think is a great way to start in a, a new role. And I do encourage like really sitting back and listening into a meeting. Sometimes we are um, always the ones wanting to jump in with the solution and fix the problem. But I think at times too, it's good to like listen for that, those beginning like few weeks and just get a chance to know your environment and what you're going into. So that, that would be a little bit of advice I'd have. And she gave me that. And I feel like I still try to take that. My husband's very good about um, he's very quiet. I'm not a quiet person. So he's sometimes <laughs> really good at like listening. And then when he speaks, everyone's like kind of stops because he's like, oh, wait, he's talking, but he, he's very perceptive on picking up on things. And I think that um, I try to emulate that sometimes. I think that's a really great trait that he has that, and quality that, that I can work more on. So I would offer that advice to someone mm. who is joining in a new role. And, and one more 
question on advice here for those job seeking um, skills that you think are going to be imperative for this next year or two in events. I would say for me, um, what I think is going to be imperative is continually staying up on technology. So what's happening that's new? What are some of these new ways that we can can hit and um, widen, like I said, the aperture earlier, or that we can hit new markets through technology? I also really believe in data driven. So what are whether whatever type of model or um, data analytics that your company is using, how are we how are you really using that end data to like continually build upon your events? So I think for me, um, technology and data are massive for um, continually growing your experiential moments and events Mm. um, within the next year or two. All right. And then to close us out, Beth, I'd love to hear um, habits that you lean on to end the year and then what you're looking forward to most in 2022. Yeah, um, that's kind of a really fun, fun question. Um, I would love to say I get to just do all go to parties and those, but we do have a really big event that's the that closes us out the end of the year. So I'll be spending time um, in Florida, but I am really excited, excited. my family were very big on tradition. So we have everything that we're doing from a family from like the Christmas tree lighting to like mm-hmm. a holiday hunt, all those type of things that I think are just fun. And I think it's really important um, to remember, like, you know, it, it within our um, fun and within our life, not our like work life, but within our like personal life, sometimes we're able to like capture some really great moments that lead us to inspiration. So and I absolutely love um, getting together with family and friends closing out the year uh, and we'll be excited to do that, even though that there will be some work, but I do consider a lot of work people, um, family and friends too. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. And then um, most looking forward to in 2022 is I think continually working on self-care is a great thing. Um, trying to put forth some new it, new um, experiential moments that are going to be, I think, you know, maybe more um, pushing the limits for, uh, for our team is we have some ideas that we're, we're popping with and I'm excited to bring those to life. And then for me, I, there's also just always like the health thing. I think it's a great, it's a great thing about working at Under Armour is whether we're, we're working on our health from like a purpose, like from like an internal or um, external, I um, do, um, yoga and um, the green juices and all that kind of stuff. So I think that kind of like continued health and, and building upon that, I, I probably can even work on that more is some mm-hmm. of the things that I'll look to and, um, and enjoying my family. I, <laughs> I love being with them and they make me laugh. So I think that's a great way to start <laughs> the new year. Cheers to that, Beth. And uh, thank you. You know, you're such a great ambassador for women in this industry, but also just for experiential itself. I mean, I gosh, there's so many things that you mentioned here. If we had an hour, I would love to dig into it. But uh, we just appreciate all your accomplishments. And for everything that Under Armour does, we can't wait to see what you do next. So thank you for tuning in, for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you, Rachel. And happy holidays to you and to everyone listening. All right. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. Take care. Thank Thank you. This has been an episode of the official Event Marketer Women in Events podcast featuring in-depth conversations with industry rock stars. No screen time or jet lag required.